Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And guys, it's just, it's hot, it's dusty, and it's the time of year when the grasshoppers are eating everything, and it feels yeah. like that yeah. in more than one way. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a poignant The sort grasshoppers of... are coming. The grasshoppers are coming. Uh, yeah. You're like, it's that time where... You're not getting did what you hoped. That you're not bringing in the sheaves no. that you planned. <laughs> Whatever they were True. sheaves of yeah. organization yeah. or successfulness. Yeah. Just, I'm not bringing in the sheaves right now. <laughs> oh man! Also, we should just say any yeah any background noises. It's just Ezra. ignore Ezra. Ezra has joined us today. He's for... actually doing a full-on Hufflepuff right now. So that's he may yeah. or may not contribute heavily to this episode. <laughs> Hi, honey. Maybe we could get a good burp on the record. Well, that'd be great. That'd be great. So I have something to say. Okay. Unless we need to do our obligatory. Let's chat for a minute about how long it's just been. Just jump right in. Okay. Just jump right in. Yeah. So it's just a random thought I was having, and <laughs> yes, another country success. It's another. It's just a thought I was having, and it is one of those ones that is like so obvious and so not profound in a way, but I also think it's in another way. It might be very difficult to see. And makes a world of difference. Sure. So Becca's saying this is either a throwaway comment or it's going to change your life. Yeah, we're well, not. Yeah. We're actually, not actually sure which. That's kind of what I am saying because it's basically guys. And just just as a courtesy to us, if you find it to be a throwaway comment, just assume it's changing everyone yeah, else's life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what we need is to have that be our our go to assumption. I don't even know what we're talking about, yeah. so go for no, it. No, okay, so as I was thinking about this with child-rearing, okay, and discipline, and just how you bring up your kids, and this might be sort of like, oh my word, I saw a meme today, and it was just a picture of like a restaurant that had a little sign tacked up that said something like, the patio is not open because it is closed, and it said, if Kamala Harris was a sign, <laughs> Um, so anyway, it might be that level of observation that I'm sure. about to make is the patio right. is not open because it is closed, but I think it's a big mistake that lots of Christian parents make. And here is what I'm, what I mean. I feel like at this point, Becca's become a full on clickbait. This is a clickbait. Turn the page. To hear the next and few seconds of qualifications. If you, if you also still want your life to be changed. Yeah, and if you want to harass me some more, I'm going to draw this out even yeah, further. Yeah, all right, go even ahead, Becca. further. Um, okay, so, this, but see, you can't start texting people. No, I'm not. Because that, that's going to make my observations worse. Go for it. <laughs> I'm actually texting a child to come pick the baby up oh, and take him back inside. So you were just not supposed to draw attention oh, to that's that. That's true. That's true. I should I should have left that tactfully unsaid. Yeah. Um here's what I think lots of parents do is like let's say you have a kid who's misbehaving in some way. Like picture sort of not not a baby or a toddler but maybe but like just an older okay. kid like you know a child mm -hmm. that is doing something okay. wrong. They're being disrespectful or sassy. 
or they're throwing a little tantrum because they're not getting their way about something. And I feel like parents will often say, you stop it. You need to stop. Don't be sassy. You can't do this, whatever. And they successfully make the kids stop, but they never make the kid repent. And that I think is a wild difference. If you look at the end trajectory of it, because if you successfully make your kids stop misbehaving, but you don't make them repent or ask forgiveness or be restored back into fellowship. I kind of feel like what you're basically doing is teaching them to just conform externally when it's, um, when it becomes too inconvenient for them, you know, like when they've made mom grumpy or they made mom snap or they made mom finally lower the boom and you're teaching them to like only conform externally without worrying about their heart. It feels like you have parents who discipline but they don't disciple, if that makes sense. Where it's like the whole point of the discipline should be to get the kid's heart back in fellowship. Mm-hmm. And if you're not teaching them to sort of repent of their sins, then I feel like this is why some parents can say, but we always did. We always disciplined. And then our kid just finally, you know, abandoned right. the faith. And we taught them faithfully. We did all this. But like, I wonder if it's that little difference makes all the difference if that makes sense because you know like if you were going to go out and you were going to weed your garden you and you pull things up by the roots versus when you're pinching back your basil to make it bushier and more luscious I think some parents are pinching off the tips Mm -hmm. rather than uprooting it and so they make the kids stop but I would say I would say I'm sure I know people are doing that but I think that pinching off the tips that is a million percent the gentle parenting world where it's saying I know you feel angry that she has a better bike than you but this is how you are gonna sit in that emotion and process it that's not even pinching out the tips that's just giving it miracle grow yeah that's true but sometimes they are I'm talking about trying they do say that they're trying to help them process it to be functional but they're doing it in a way that is I think what I'm talking about is the confusion that some parents seem to have when they're like but we disciplined we did and we never let them get away with it I've always said that I think that that's kind of the John thing of the if you don't put a seed in the ground and let it die then then um it's like it will never bear fruit. And I have often felt like there's people who have parenting photo albums and yeah, they get yeah, it out right. and they turn the pages to show you all of the individual seeds that should have yes. been planted that never got planted, but they documented it thoroughly. I gave you sure. this. I did this. I feel like that's a slightly separate thing than what I'm talking about though, because what I mean is like a, a parent who did genuinely discipline all the way through the kid's mm-hmm. life. I think I've said on here, haven't I, about the time when our kids were little and we had a huge fracas in the way back of the car and um, between the children. And it was so funny. Like, it was just one of those ones where you, as a parent, are like, just cannot get a handle on the the sheer hilarity of what this fight is about. Okay. It was Lena was the one that was really offended by Daphne. I mean, they were little yeah. squirt birds. Yeah. But 
it was that Daphne was being boastful about having gone to Zips for the, her <laughs> birthday. <laughs> and it was just a full-on, she is boasting about, and Zips was like a drive through <laughs> So like the funniness of Zips being like the world's least impressive destination. Yeah. And just like, and the funny part is that she was perceiving the boastfulness even in the eyes of her sister. <laughs> and the funny part is, no doubt, her sister was well aware that this was yeah. a hot yeah. commodity that she had on her side. Yeah. But I remember, <clears throat> because by the time the squabble manifested itself mm -hmm. to us, it was, like, by the time we realized all was not pleasant in the back 40. Thanks, babe. Well, you have become my favorite Now Becca's niece. regretting that she Thank you. made fun of me Thank for texting you. during the Daphne podcast. just brought me a Diet yeah. Dr. Pepper. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. See ya. Mm -hmm. Bye. So, um, she did, and I'm opening it now. Oh, uh, so guys. refreshing. <laughs> you could worry that we were trying to send you subliminal messaging. <laughs> so, no, but by the time it splooshed out, it was so above and beyond. Like... Sure. So loss of control, loss of joy, loss of love. Everything was, it was yeah. not a little bump. It was not a wee problem by the time we <laughs> yeah. saw it. Yeah. So it was very surprising and way past the bounds of what yeah. we would usually be seeing yeah. out on the streets of our family. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being my first response was that like, was exactly what you're talking about, which is like, you have to stop this mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually is an important part of well, discipline of because is. yeah, it's step you know, one. because it's a being made aware of what the sin is, like being made aware yeah. of what is a violation. But I remember it being a really important moment in my parenting because it was when I realized that the reason I saw that is she had no idea how to process that by herself. She had no idea how to identify the sinful sure. attitude or to repent of the little. Mm -hmm envy and the little, you know, like mm -hmm. she, and, right. and that that was what we really needed to work right. through. And that the exhibition that she didn't know how to do that was actually not nearly as important as, yeah. as all of the things that, but like, imagine, imagine for a second that you were like, girls, you know, better than that. You stop it right now. And, and then we just the pressed end. on. And let's say you did get them to stop and they yeah. both stopped. My point is that is you pinching out the tips in order to make it grow and become more full and beautiful. Mm -hmm. You're not uprooting it because I think the key is like, you could say you stop right now and now sure. we're going to talk like that is now we're going to enter the moment of, we have to disciple you. Now we're going to do this. the actual more but pastoral work. I just work. think oftentimes parents think that making a kid stop is the same thing as helping a kid to repent and turn around and come back which is just it's like that's what I mean like somebody could be like well duh Becca I mean obviously but it's also like it's kind of a weird fine line like I can understand why parents could feel like but we do we do make them stop we'd never let them get away I actually that. think a big part of it is probably just because I do therapy with Ezra because I'm busy all the time trying yeah. to do my my many things a day that I am yeah. not accustomed to trying to do a day. Sure. So it's on my mind, this yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. The whole emphasis on the things that we're trying to help him with is 
to train and this is clearly about your brain and neurological stuff but it is the same with any kind like learning mm -hmm. anything because it's mm -hmm. about language and you know whatever yeah. but it's frequency intensity and duration like as how mm -hmm. how much are we inputting this mm -hmm. and I think that where parents may go very wrong is in thinking because I told them one time this is a sin that your child is necessarily recognizing it in the, you know, like they may think, oh, we explained that or that came up once at Sunday school or this is like, they have that one book mm -hmm. that walks them through that and I just assume they understood it. Instead of realizing it, like actually you, you need to say through the toddler years of someone, they need to hear some things that are very simple over and over and mm -hmm. over and over. They don't mm -hmm. need to hear... We confess our sins because Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us our unrighteousness once and that'll do it for life. They need to be hearing and yeah, seeing it. But also, I think, like, let's say that your kids are fighting in the back seat and you say, you stop it right now. Be done. And then let's say they are done. And then you drive on. What I'm saying is you've just simply taught them external conformity, conformity yeah. to a standard, not an internal, like... Mm -hmm. So, so at that point, I feel like it's really important to say, okay, now we need to review the game footage of what just happened and what you were doing. Do you see that that sin was called X or whatever? So if your kid is sassing off to mom and you say, you don't talk to me like that young lady. And then that's the end. I had, you need to say like, okay, you were just disrespectful to your mom. And so we need to get that put right. So mm -hmm. you need to ask me to forgive you and then you need to extend forgiveness and then it needs to be completely done and you need to not bring it up again. It needs to be like completely done and forgiven. But that, that actual transaction of repentance and forgiveness is so much the entire point as opposed to just making them stop. We were just having a conversation with my, with some of my people today about this but just this is a great thing to keep in mind who is the accuser so like and it was because of someone forgiving someone and then being like well it was really all your fault <laughs> you know what I mean like kind of like you're forgiven but, but let the record but show. I'd like to get this out on the table yeah. and uh, we were talking about that who is the accuser whose side are we actually on mm -hmm. who is the forgiver and who yeah. is the accuser and whose team are we playing for yeah. and one of the things that I think and this is just this is sure this is helpful for kids but I'm just saying it's helpful for grown-ups is mm -hmm. you know is that remembering that Satan is the accuser but and this is what we're talking about today. But it also says that he presents himself like in the likeness of an angel of light. Yeah. And that light, how often is the like, I'd just like to shine some light on what really happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the accusation is so often couched in the, it's the truth I care about. Yeah. And that light like I'm gonna bring some light to this it's situation it's a principle of the thing I'm gonna the light I'm gonna bring is that I would like y'all to know whose fault it actually was and and it can so easily be in our mind like no this is about truth yeah and it's like but it actually is about mm -hmm. the big spotlight of accusation which is not the same thing as actual light like light and love and you know like it's it is masquerading. It's like mm -hmm. the devil being 
like an angel of light. It, but it's all accusation. I think mom and dad tell a story that I don't remember, but I think Nate was like two, so I was four. And I think he had hit me during the course of the day. And he'd been disciplined for it, etc. <laughs> but then at dinner, he really liked to begin to hold forth on a list of the, uh, the things that we don't do. Sort of like thou shalt not. It was like never say shut up. Yeah. Never say, you know. <laughs> and he was going through this list at dinner time quite happily, I think, and he never hit people. And I fired up from my side of the table <laughs> to be like, Well, why did you hit me then? And I think Dad recognized where the sin problem really was in this moment. And so he told me, I think the verse that he maybe talked about was 70 times 7. <laughs> you know, I think he went there. And he talked about forgiving your brother 70 times 7. And I said, well, who is this Paul guy anyway? <laughs> Captain Cheeks herself has spoken. Dad was like, well, it was Jesus, Becca. To begin with, it was Jesus. But also... To but your question, that, more is this Paul guy anyway? Is, I, I find I don't want to follow his advice. I know, but it is true that the sinful heart does really want to look I at other that, people's I sinful think hearts. Oh, my word. So into it. So into yeah. the like. And actually, while we're talking about this, another thing to keep in mind that dad always said is like don't apologize and say you didn't mean it apologize because you were trying to hurt someone sure don't make the apology a lie about what was actually happening yeah. where you're like yeah. you know yeah um yeah for and sure. that's really common that's a really common I just think the trouble thing is if you if you just spend 18 years with your child making them stop but not training them in repentance and stuff then I do think that there's discipline without discipleship and and I feel like it's the discipling your kids that matters so much for sure and it's that teaching them what it looks like to repent even when it was a little sin and it will kind of you're in the middle of trying to get stuff done and you have to get dinner in the oven so you don't feel like you have time to stop and and sit down with your daughter and make her apologize for being one of the dramatic. things one of the things I have enjoyed lately just been an ongoing joke that I have with my husband about different things is just it's really healthy a lot of the time to see this like this is actually always true but to just acknowledge that you're in the perfect position to ruin everything oh yeah where you're like I am situated ideally to be the one that could ruin it all yeah <laughs> and what I mean by that is the tight rein on your own attitude, your own, like how important that mm -hmm. actually is. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought of this because obviously when you're talking to moms and you're saying, oh, how important it is that we teach our kids these things. It's like, yeah. And it is hugely important that you are actually doing it, that you're not just doing whatever it takes oh, yeah. to fit into the church group that you're in yeah. and not really no um, but they have to see it in you because it's not well, going to what I mean yeah. is that you can't discipleship it's sort of the thing with the train up a child and the way they should go well the way you do that is by going that way yourself but but I will say though I think there's 
I think we've probably talked about this before, but I've seen mom... Well, I feel like there's a dad version of this and there's a mom version of this. Like, let's say you have a dad who's like a super go-getter, hard worker, pulled himself up by his own bootstraps, made a really successful life for himself, mm -hmm. and manages to raise a son who is incredibly limp and floppy. And it's because he took up all the oxygen in the room and didn't sure he so he produces a kid who's like the inverse of himself mm -hmm. rather than passing it on to his son he actually gives him the yin yang thing yeah and i've seen moms who are so omnicompetent good at everything that they're doing they take care of everything they're just on top of it. And they manage to produce a daughter who's never learned to take care of anything because mom always did it. Like mm -hmm. mom was always using up all the oxygen in the room in that way. So it's not just important that you yourself be doing it. You actually have to take the time to train your child oh, yeah. in how to do it themselves. And I think that there's a spiritual version of this where you could have a parent who actually is confessing their sins and it is actually very careful to not be hypocritical and does feel the pressure to like, I can't correct my kid if my heart's not right. So they are actually quite scrupulous in some ways right. themselves, but they don't then pause and teach their child to, to be scrupulous also, you can end up creating the inverse of your own strength where it's like, yeah, you are a person who, who does confess their sins and everything, but because you're, you're trying so hard to be gracious yourself and overlook the faults of others and all this stuff that you never actually make your kid learn that skill. And so I, I just feel like it's so important to finish the entire, um, the entire thing and not just the first step of like, you have to stop what you're doing right now or stop arguing. I said, no, it's like, okay, make them stop arguing, but then you need to address the fact that they were arguing. <laughs> like right. you need to actually help them to get back because if they have gotten themselves into sin, you've got to help them get back out of sin. You know, like that's kind of your right role as mom. If they fell in a mud puddle, it's not enough to just set them back up on their feet. You have to like help them clean up now. And I just feel like that piece, I don't know. I think that one gets overlooked more than it should. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like the end of that road is not good. No, it's clearly not. Because it's a way of living that isn't actually like a Christian. It's a way of living that is like... But do you see what I mean? Where, where I can yeah, understand I like a parent feeling like, but I did always make them stop. I never let them get away with it. I always forced them to... I think that's a, right there is the example. Is that If you're not teaching them to repent... Getting away with it is exactly what you're teaching them to do. Yes. Like, that's a good that, way of putting that it. That it's yeah. actually, if they're not repenting and being freed of that snarl and, like, mm -hmm. being done with mm -hmm. it, then you're absolutely training them to carry increasing weights yeah. with them while not quite, you know, like, yeah. getting away with it is exactly what the training is for. Yeah. But... Hopefully, and Lord willing, you're not doing that. Hopefully, and, and I think all through life as a parent, you have those moments of like, wait, how long has it been since I did whatever? And you know, we have a big, I have a big, big family. We have eight children. 
And I will tell you that I did not grow up in a big family. Like, I I don't have any experience of what it's like to parent, like, what it's like to be one of eight children, what it's like to parent people who are all in a big squad. And one of the things that has just been pressed in on me lately is how much it's never the same. It's never the same thing. Like, right when you feel like you could go back, like, right now, I feel like if I could go back, like, five years, I would be like, oh, I know exactly how to do this right now. You know, like, I've got that. This is... This is the yeah. part that is familiar to me because I was right. here long enough right. that I started to get in the rhythm of here's how we do it. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, it's a little bit different now. Yeah. And one of the things that I've been doing that has been such a funny blast of of like this is for this summer. So we've had a really wild, well, I haven't said this on the podcast, but our summer has had a wild, we've had a, yeah. Yeah. we've had a very abnormal so have we in a different we've way we've all done our own you might wonder why you've not heard from us lately but yeah we had so why. right at the be- <laughs> right at the beginning of summer like barely after school was out we were going to go on vacation we had we were on our way pretty much on our way to spokane to get on a plane when we realized that ezra uh, was having infantile spasms so he was having seizures which is always a really bad is a bad situation. So instead of getting on the plane, we were checking into the children's hospital to see the um, neurologist and get him on meds and do EEGs and have a whole time. So then Ezra was on Buku steroids Mm -hmm. for... Poor little man. Poor guy. It's like he went on a really long and difficult trip and (laughs) he's only now like a huge, so many answers to prayer through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he responded well to the meds. He had a normal EEG afterwards. We have no reason to think that it caused brain damage, which mm-hmm. it very, I mean, that is, it yeah, is, it is, fear. infantile spasms is a bad diagnosis because it yeah. is overwhelmingly bad outcomes. So, yeah. We spent, uh, it was, there were lots of things that I feel like I could say about this, but fast forward. So basically it was a weird, instead of going on vacation, we came home and watched the baby for two weeks to check, like to dog, like to notice everybody who's responding to the meds. And he did respond to them, but then it is a long haul of a baby who basically can't care about life. (laughs) Like, like, so he was very not his little sweet. Self. Oh no! And he forgot, like he forgot how to roll over. He stopped using his eyebrows at all. Didn't <laughs> yeah. blow. He started at the beginning. He was blowing raspberries. He forgot how to do it. He stopped. Like, there's just t- yeah. like he got himself a little steroid moon face. And oh, if you put him, just... and if you put him in tummy time, he would just lay his face on the floor <laughs> and go. Eh. Like crying, like you could not. I mean, he actually yeah. would curl his lip at <laughs> toys that you showed him at the peak steroid, at our peak steroid times. I think he was getting up. I was like, Luke, do I look like I'm 110? Because I feel like I'm 110. Pretty sure he tripled my milk supply, and because steroids make you really hungry. Yeah. And was getting up like every hour, hour and a half. 
all through the night mm -hmm. but he would not calm down because it gives you a weird I mean like you're like yeah. weirdly so yeah it would be nursing this baby that will not stop like scratching you and thrashing around and being like yeah. not calming so that was when I aged a lot that week where I was like, it turns out sleep is actually one of my key ingredients yeah, to yeah. survival. Anyways, thank the Lord for all kinds of answered prayers through that. He is doing well and we are starting to, it's like he's thawing out after yeah. being on a long trip. Yeah. But it created a very bizarre atmosphere yeah. in the life of like, cancel everything we were yeah. going to do. We're just yeah. not doing it, whatever. And, and it, so it's been a funny summer. But... What I was really trying to say about this is that I just had that realization that, like, I still want to get my parent of younger children mode on where I'm like, everybody, here's the plan for today. Yeah. This is what I want you to do. And when I tell you to do something, I want you to do it cheerfully and quickly and get it done. You're going to run and then and you're going to come back. And I'm going to see you come and back and give say, me five. And you're, what's next, mom? What's and, next? and But the funny realization is that, like, my older kids are, I mean, they are great at doing what I ask them to do. They're really good help. They're everything. Yeah. They're also old enough to have their own plans and ideas yeah. and things that they'd like to be working on. So yeah. it's like if every day my idea of what needs to get done just swallows up everyone. I'm like, you know, I do actually want them to yeah. figure it out for themselves. Right. And the other thing is that the younger set of people could never have the weight of the world on their shoulders. Right. So as an experiment, it was more about me than my children. They're very capable. Yeah. It is about my own self okay. <laughs> so I was like new rule for Rachel is I'm not telling my teenagers anything to do at all okay like yeah. I'm just like I will ask them what are your goals we talk about it they know I'm not I mean and it's actually very funny because I have discovered to what extent I rely on people <laughs> Where you just feel like you can summon up an army yeah. to help you at yeah. any moment. Yeah. and but, but at the same time, the much younger kids, like how important it is for a middle child to actually be the person I call to take the garbage out or to do. Right. Like, right. they actually need to be, it's mm -hmm. sort of like they actually need to be the top dogs and the yeah. people that are the ones that keep having to unload the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're all, yeah. we just decided yeah. to lean into this summer of confusion at our house where where I'm like yeah. I honestly but it's been it's great and the part of the thing that I kept thinking about this is just when you were saying it's not enough for you you can't learn things on behalf of your children yeah and yeah. they actually have to go through some of that and mm -hmm. I was laughing mm -hmm. about the fact that I think it's fair to say I get a lot I get a lot of different kinds of things done. There's lots of things okay. that I would like to get done. Sure. But I am a fairly industrious Sure. I don't struggle with not wanting to get things done. I do right. that. You know, like right. of course sometimes I'm not, but that's not let's pretend that doesn't yeah. happen. My point here is that when I think about how effective or clear was I as a teenager on my own goals or what oh, I was going to yeah. do. Like actually individual people have to figure out for themselves mm -hmm. the difference between writing out your whole schedule and dreams and noticing yeah. that you didn't do it. Yep. Do you know, like you actually have to notice the weaknesses yeah. in your own plans and yeah. in your own. And if mom 
with the lessons I already learned a long time ago, just swallow up all opportunity yeah. to learn that, then that's not good. Like right. that's, that's right. a, and I'm like, it's actually really funny and it confused everyone when it first, because none of my kids would expect that they would sleep in ever. Okay. Cause we don't, I mean, that's not really true. Sometimes if they were out, you know, whatever, sure. but our house is, is enough people in the house and it's like yeah. the house is up and alive and awake. Yeah. And in the summer, typically I would like the school year, I just turn on music yeah. in the morning. And in the summer that would typically happen too. Although I give them a little yeah. courtesy buffer of a little oh, more time, yeah. but then we just be like, get up. What are you doing <laughs> to sleep? So the first time that I was like, well, I have to go to Spokane. I'm going to take all of the younger kids with me and just not, wake yeah. up the teenagers yeah. and I think everybody was so confused because the house was quiet and they all slept in like more than they've ever slept in in their whole lives mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're like what on earth is happening but the the thing that I'm trying to the reason I'm bringing that up <clears throat> is that they didn't they don't like that sure and they didn't yeah. like being asleep longer than they meant to be asleep sure but it was important yeah. in the yeah. sense of they have to not want, like, this yeah, yeah. is the time that they need to actually yeah. decide what time do they prefer to get up. You know, yeah. like, what... it's. I do think allowing your kids to become individual adults is a real important step. Well, it's... I mean, it's beyond important, but it is also... <laughs> truly does not fit into anyone's ideal of a chore chart schedule no, or doesn't, whatever. Doesn't. And all, the thing that's fun is that they all have things that they want to do that mm -hmm. are great things to be doing. Right. But I was never going to get up early in the morning and being like, you get started now on your quilt plans all <laughs> over the, like, yeah. like get this pro cause I have my own yeah. agenda and projects yeah. in mind. Yeah. And man, the desire to make everyone's subservient to yours is a real deadly disease. <laughs> it is. It is. But it's like, it's, it's always that delicate balance of, well, okay, here's a weird metaphor. Judah has turned out to be surprisingly good at carving. And he mm -hmm. just took it up out of the sheer blue sky because... One day he was like, I don't know, what should I do? And I jokingly, I believe, said, whittle. Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's like oh, sure. sure. And so he he went out. Oh, well, I think he said, what should I whittle, though, Mom? And I was like, a chess set. <laughs> so he goes out to the garage, lops off a hunk of a two-by-four, comes in and knocks out, with no prior or anything, an amazing bishop. And then he made another one that was, like, exactly the same. <laughs> so you're like, whoa. This turns out to be a real skill because a bishop, yeah. like, it's round. That he did, Like, it's actually round. Yeah, That's I saw it. It's a thing. Anyway, he did, he did that for a bit, and then he decided he was going to go for a much larger event. And he went and found some guy who had a huge hunk of, I think it's lime wood. I don't know, but I'm, I mean, like, a huge hunk. Like... I don't know, it was probably five feet long and massive thick. So he comes in with this, and he is now carving a horse head. And when I say carving it, he's been doing this for now weeks. He He's chipping away at this horse head. And it's looking... It looks good. Quite it's cool a, yeah. now. 
But he mentioned the other day, he was like, it's weird. It's a lot easier for me to carve the... Now, I can't remember which side. I think he said the left side than the right side. So, like, the left side of the horse face. He was uh -huh. like, it's just a lot easier to do it on that side than the right. And that's really weird. And I was like, no, I totally know what you mean. Because I can draw, like, just doodle out a profile of a person facing left really easily. Mm -hmm. You try and do it on the right. And for some reason, it's just a weirder project. It's like, it's harder to do. Huh. It's like being right-handed or left-handed, I guess. It's just... Yeah. Long-winded metaphor to say, I think that some people are going to find it easier to carve the left side and some people are going to find it easier to carve the right. And it's like, I think in your child rearing, it's yeah. going to be easier for some moms to let go and kick everybody out to go be your own person and go learn your own lessons and go whatever. And, and maybe err on that side. And there's other moms who are going to err on the side of like, Keeping them. I'm tied really. To the I think I'm. Strings. I think I'm actually really balanced. You're I am balanced. able. I am able to err on every side. You're like one of <laughs> Judas bishops. No, You're quite come on. Well rounded. You didn't let me get the joke <laughs> out. Did you let me? I was saying. I. I find I'm capable of erring on every side. I don't equally. err on one side or the other. Yeah. I do them all. I, well, yeah, but but you know what I mean. I could think it's yeah. a matter of you have to recognize where your own proclivities are and probably then lean against them to some extent to try to compensate for the weakness like well because if it's you just only... a proverb that I can't quote directly but about that you gotta be I might be about an aunt isn't it who works well without a ruler over yeah. them and that's the thing is that when What's, you want it, to doesn't instill... it come right after something about the conies or a feeble folk or something <laughs> like that <laughs> So the thing that I was thinking of is more that like on the one hand, it's very important that you teach your kids how to work hard, how to do what they're told, how to see it through to the end. And, and that's like a whole, that's like a whole phase of parenting where you're having to teach people right. to not be a quitter and yeah. don't just sweep the pile into a yeah. pile, but get the dustpan too. Like, yeah. let's do yeah. it. And you can get so locked into that, that you start thinking that was the whole goal but the yeah. goal of adults is certainly not to just do everything that someone told Stay them at home and be mom's <laughs> like, live-in help no and and the other thing is how much mom doesn't want to turn to the people that she actually does need to be training right now and say you people are the ones that i'm gonna do the work of making sure you know how to do this well like you're like this is yeah. you cannot coast on the coattails well i remember years ago very many years ago now when i think we just first moved into our house which means Knox was going into sixth grade so everyone was elementary yeah and ben was like i we are gonna we're gonna have them do the dishes now that's gonna be their job um, I was like, oh no, this is, this will be bad. I can do it really. It'll be fine. I felt like a, I feel like a mean mother to make the kids do all the dishes. Um, but also I, you're going to have a, a real greasy film is the other issue. Cause we didn't have a dishwasher. So it was all hand yeah. washing. And he's like, no, no, they need to learn the skill of washing a yeah. dish so they're gonna do it and so we did and I, it was that thing of like oh okay because it's like three I'm, times it's like three I'm times more it. work to get the kids to learn to do yeah. it yeah it's like it would have been so much easier for me to just go in and wash the dishes 
than to, you've got to get through all of the heartache and spiritual problems that they're going to have themselves when they go in to do the dishes and then have a squabble about even division of labor uh -huh. <laughs> or whatever. You've got to teach them actually how to do the dishes. You have to then put up with several weeks of less than great dishes. Subpar, <laughs> subpar work. But actually, gosh, that was such a valuable thing. And I probably wouldn't have done it because it was simultaneously way more work and it was also more and less at the same time made always. me feel a little bit like a bad mother to to just be like you guys have to do it all <laughs> and I was so glad that Ben did it and then they spent many a year doing the dishes themselves and right. but it's it's the same thing where it actually it's a really important thing mm -hmm. that they learn how and there's about I don't know seven or eight hundred different life lessons that all got learned in those hours totally. of doing the dishes because when I think about like most of the teaching them to repent of their own things oh, in and in, amongst themselves yeah it happens in there you know like it's somebody yep. wants to go to the bathroom and never come out again <laughs> and think no one will notice. That's but, never happened in our house. But boy, ever. doesn't everyone notice. And everyone keeps a very close eye. I like when everyone feels like they have to cancel all work if one person is not <laughs> present for, for some of it. But the reality with all of this, like everything, over and over and over and over again, is just that it's not, it is not parenting at any age and in any moment is not like an automatic um it's not like oh you just plug in check you just run the system and it just yeah. goes and you don't ever notice that you're right, right, totally right. dropped the ball in one place or needed to do another right. thing i've been sending my younger kids to do all kinds of errands for me and it it's hilarious just like i need you to take this into ups and return this package yeah. and you'll have to just stand in line and yeah wait yeah. until it's your turn and then say i need to return this yeah. package and then have a moment of stunned awkwardness where you don't know if you need a receipt yeah and you're not <laughs> sure and you're like because i feel like yeah. these are important lessons yeah. but especially yeah. in a big family you can get yeah. so fixated on things running smoothly. Like yep. I could start thinking it's more important to me that the kitchen be clean. Yeah. Than that I have a lot of different competent people yes. picking up on yes. like, oh, I noticed that that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. I'll do that for right. the squad instead of me saying everyone. <laughs> we have to so I feel like I'm, I feel like it's a, been a summer of excellent growth for myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, well, Rachel, you were the problem after is. all. That's it how... always is. That's the moral of From the, the very beginning, it's always been a big reveal about the ways I wasn't doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Guess what the new lesson of this season is? <laughs> You're still bad at this. Okay. Actually, I need to say something. I'm Because okay. I am joking about that, but I'm not kidding how mm -hmm. much how much I think genuine honest parenting before the lord will keep revealing things to you and it mm -hmm. will keep revealing your own weaknesses and sometimes that will be in the places you don't have patience sometimes it will be in the places that you're not trusting the lord like a lot of the time mm -hmm. it's a reveal i think i've said this on here but having ezra was just a uh, amazing reveal of things i never thought i believed 
Okay. Like, that sounds silly to say that. Never would I have had a baby, though, and thought, at least we know their future. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I never would have said that or thought that. Sure. But you're, the fact that you have an instinctual fear that you don't know the future of one yeah. baby reveals yeah. that you must have been confident in yeah. something that was not the Lord. So, Like, there must have been some way that you kind of were like... Or you just hadn't considered the question, you know? Maybe. But whatever the case, Ezra's been wonderful that way because it is just it's just a reveal of like, wow, not trusting the Lord in that place. Or here is a here is an opportunity to very deliberately trust the Lord and just yeah. recognize I need to do that and yeah. whatever. But all of this is to say, because I know we've talked about this before, but when you see your own shortcomings, just like what you brought up at the beginning, mm-hmm. that that's actually, it's a mercy to you. It's yeah. not a bad news because right. we have Jesus. So yeah. like every time you see your own sin or like, oh my word, what a selfish mother I was being. Mm-hmm. When you have that moment, it's not a despair that should be your trigger response but for many women that is your instinct if you Mm. notice a sin you want to despair when you're thinking about how you teach your children it's so important that you not be that way because when you notice a sin it should be gratitude to god for revealing it to you that you can be done with it and not like to observe the sin is the bad news the sin was the bad news for your sanctification because he who has begun right. a good work in you will continue until the d- day of I want to say it's visitation. still completed to you. Complete. I can't remember. Not to you. We're uh, going to need to go ahead and look begun, it up. I like how. He uh, has begun a good work in you will complete it. Yeah. Well, it's definitely. Wow. There, it's, yeah. We're missing something that, yeah, we that is key. Rachel's so, going to Google, guys. Um, but the point that I was trying is to make... Is there a day of visitation mentioned? Or did I just really invent a day of visitation? I don't know, Beck. Hold on. Uh, being confident of this, that he who began... Oh, day of completion. Carried on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Being confident of this... That, okay, look it up in the on. King James. Yeah, I want to know what the King James says. Philippians 1.6. Okay, hold on. Um, the point that I was trying to make, though, here is just that it is important that you not, when I'm laughing about that it's always mm-hmm. been a big reveal of mm-hmm. my sin, yeah. I think of that, not that I love my sin, but I love the things God has done for me to reveal that in me and mm-hmm. challenge me. And it's a, it is mm-hmm. actually yeah. happy memories yeah. of like, Oh man, oh man, there were so many ways I've had to die to myself. Yeah. But because of that, it's a happy memory because it always has been life in Christ. And yeah. and so when you see some impending, more dying to self coming, yeah. there's no fear about that. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, I have a lot that I have to... Yeah. Okay, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, visitation was just really something I hallucinated in there. <laughs> might be, might be. But I guess I'm just saying that is that when I'm laughing about that, it's not because I don't think the sin mattered, and it's not because I think sin is just universally no. funny, although sometimes, no. sometimes, sometimes you are pretty funny and petty and, you know. Uh, yeah. But just more that that confidence that that 
Christ is merciful to us. Yeah. This is his yeah. kindness to us. It's like, Which again, don't, don't be a discouragement. To bring us full circle to what I brought up at the beginning is that's the other thing you have to teach your kids is to turn to Christ's mercy. Don't just make them stop. Exactly. Turn and so and when you hear, when you see a sin in your own parenting life, you have to think to yourself, not, not just to stop. Yeah. Like, oh, great, another thing I have to do. Because you're not going to do it by yourself. You're going to turn to Christ. And lo, relief. It's true. Okay, Okay, I do have a tip. I have a tip that I've been... Guys, okay, it's been years since I had a baby. Seven, in fact. Here I am with the baby again. And I'll tell you one of the main improvements since the last time that I had a baby is is the hip carrier... Oh yeah, you've given the me the baby full hip carrier is a infomercial game. About it is it. a game changer and p- quite possibly a real game changer more in the old lady crowd that I'm in. <laughs> but when I first had a baby, I wasn't thinking my back, my back. But right, now, right. as an old lady <laughs> who had a lot of babies and tweaked my back <laughs> by not thinking of my back, <laughs> I love the hip carrier because it distributes the baby's weight on your hips so yeah. that you can carry them for a long time. You still have to use an arm, but it's way more freedom to change their position and turn them around or switch them to the other side or do whatever. Yeah. And it is baby likes it. I like it. It's the best thing ever. It folds up good. little. It's nowhere near as... It's not all the dangly parts that ergo... I like ergos too, but they're, it's a different application. Yeah. Okay. This is good. It yeah. is a hot tip indeed. Yeah, that's my tip. I have a random hot tip, which is you should listen to my husband's sermon from last Sunday. He's just started preaching through the book of Judges, which I'm really excited about because Judges is a real doozy you know Mm -hmm. and judges won it was such a great sermon and it had such a weirdly immediate practical application which is just not at all what you thought it was fun is it on the app it should be on the just christ church christ kirk app yeah so it's just ben merkel from last sunday which was i don't know sometime in july 2023 if you're listening to listening to this eight years hence it's judges one but it was so good it was so good about like dealing with your own sin right and comparing it to the different um ways that the tribes came into the land of canaan from the south up to the north where it's kind of a Mm -hmm. dwindling in obedience from the south to the north (laughs) anyway so it was it was good good. yeah it was really good and i'm excited about it just because i've always been so intrigued by judges and it's I would think more one of the more difficult ones to preach through just because you know yeah it's tough times there well, judges the is judges. a trip it yeah, is it's it a is. real deal so anyway. all right until next well, time and every we'll hope that the next time will be sooner than later but but if not just know yeah. that we've been doing things yeah and one we've day we'll off. come together someday again. i want to come back around and and i do have some random observations from my time with ezra in the hospital and that yeah. whole time uh but maybe next time we'll talk about it some other time all right until next time bye-bye